0: Hey, do you have some old patients on a list that you want to reactivate? Well, a couple of our users ran into the same issue. And they use Clinic Gym Connect to help make this process easier. So I'll let them tell you all about it here. You know, I've been in practice eight years. And, and I can tell
1: you for sure, there's people who haven't been in, in six, seven years. As a one-man show, I couldn't follow up with people. It's just on to the next, on to the next, on to the next. Mm-hmm. And so when Mark came on, this is a guy who's here to get stuff done. And I'll leave it up to, to him from there. Off the bat, it was pretty overwhelming just looking at a, a base of 2000 plus old patients that uh, haven't been in, like Dr. Carson said, in some even six years. Yeah. So I would go into our EHR, pull out a couple months at a time, tag them, put them on the dialer, send out some texts introducing myself and whether they are respond or not, go through, call them. A lot of people um, would say, Hey, how are you guys doing? Like, how's Dr. C? Haven't seen you guys in a while. It's funny. I was just thinking about you the other day. And then a couple of good ones were, uh, Oh, you know, I'm good. But uh, my cousin, my friend, my coworker, my wife, they've been having some back pain for a while. So glad you called. I was just thinking about you guys.
0: Like they said, it's not just reactivations. It's also referrals and getting those new patients in When they send their friends, their loved ones, their spouse, their partner, whoever it is, they want you to take care of them because they know, like, and trust you. So if you want to do this in your own practice, check out clinicgymconnect.com and we can help you reach out to those people. It only takes a few clicks of the mouse and those people will be coming in and sending their friends. If you're interested in more, check out clinicgymconnect.com. Are you a chiropractor or physical therapist that believes in exercise, wants to make some money, and wants to provide the absolute best care for your patients? Well, then you are in the right place. I'm Dr. Josh Satterley, and this is Clinic Gym Radio, where we talk about the Clinic Gym Hybrid Model, which is combining the best parts of healthcare with active care and fantastic exercise programs to get patients the best care they can while helping you make more money in this game. This is Clinic Gym Radio, and I'm Dr. Josh Satterley. I'm excited for you to be here. Hey, everybody, welcome to another exciting episode of Clinic Gym Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Josh Satterley, and it is my pleasure today to be joined by Dr. John Jaquish. Dr. John, how are you? I'm super. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Absolutely. I'm, I'm super excited to have you. I see you on uh, Facebook all the time, and I'm sure that a lot of our listeners have as well, but you are the developer of the uh, X3,
1: what do you call it? Uh, I don't want to say weightlifting. You can say fitness system. Uh, It's certainly not weightlifting because the name of my book is weightlifting is a waste of time. I know,
0: which is, uh, I can only imagine how the rating spike will be during this episode because you, my friend, are a magnet for comments on Facebook. I have never seen anybody uh, get such wonderful comments from people who, (laughs) it's always great because you are a researcher like in your DNA. And so you'll present a great argument about like, Hey, this study said this and this study said this and this study said this. And, and you essentially, you get the response of, yeah, but still. <laughs> like, exactly.
1: Yeah. yeah. All yeah. the time. And yeah. uh, my, my favorite study in the world is the uh, Dunning-Kruger in 1999. I'm sure you're very aware of this pretty much says the dumber the person is, the more they believe they have all the answers. Yeah. So the more confident they are in their own abilities, so I mean, this is why people of low intelligence are not allowed in the military because they'll shoot themselves in the foot, or they'll drive right off a cliff, or 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 whatever. Yeah. Just too dumb. But they um,
0: won't realize as they're going off the cliff. They won't realize, or they won't deviate from the fact of maybe that was not the right turn. No, no. This is yeah. where I'm supposed to go. No,
1: that's it. That's yeah, okay. right. So, yeah. that's and, and awesome. that's that's the, what what Donnie Kruger says. And when you when you look at the internet, um, also s- some of the like like you can look at politics, and it's it's also like, uh, and we don't have to even get political. The least informed people are pushing the strongest opinions, mm-hmm. and whereas you know, like like like, let's talk about you know vaccines just for a second. Not speaking on the merits or demerits. But if you look to a medical professional, they'll usually give you some upsides and some downsides for each one of these things. And it's not a, it's not a crystal clear or easy decision mm-hmm. for for anyone. And, and, you know, some of these some of these things are just a, a necessary evil at times. Like we've gotten rid of a lot of things like polio and measles and mumps. Why? Well, because of vaccines. So, like, mm-hmm. you know, let's let's not get some of the deadliest things have been stopped, but that doesn't mean that all protocols and all procedures and, uh, are the right thing to do or mandates or whatever. These are, these are bigger conversations, but the okay. people with the black and white opinions, chances are you, you, you shouldn't listen to them because they're, yeah. they have the least amount of information and they are 100% committed to one side or the other. Yep. Yeah. I love it. It's, it's I I
0: group. agree. One of my favorite quotes is the most scientific answer to any question is it depends, you know, and the interpretation of data is so important, not just the actual data. Um, Anyways, but that's what I uh, have appreciated about you when I see you on Facebook. Although there are people who all the time are giving their um, Mm. baseless, but yet strong opinion to you, you typically counteract with like, here's a study and you cite every single piece of essentially your opinion, which I would say is an expert opinion versus a
1: um, street level thug opinion. I I try never to show my opinion. I'm like, this is what the research says. Yeah. They're like, well, you know, what are your feelings on? I'm like, I don't have any feelings on (laughs) it. Here's like the book. Weightlifting is a waste of time. Summarizes Mm -hmm. 250 different studies. No one's ever caught a mistake. Mm -hmm. Not one. So, uh, you know, like I, I put all those studies together and created a, a story looking at, uh, human physiology and how we go about triggering changes in the body. And it just so Mm -hmm. happens that the reason fitness is the most failed human endeavor of all time. Uh, and I backed that statement up in the, in the book, uh, you know, like the leanest 1%, top 1% of males. Is just under 11% body fat. That's pathetic. Like 11% body fat, I'd call like you're just sort of fit. You know, wow. like that's not fit. That's, that's all you're getting there. Yeah. Like you're close. You know, yeah, you're not obese. So you're, you're not body fat.
0: Yeah. But, I was looking recently the, the top, when people say like the, the top 1% incomer, I think it's like 428, 428,000 a year. But what right. you're saying is when you compare that to, say, like a billionaire, Right. 428,000 is nothing. Right. And so, but it's still considered the top 1%. So, yeah, it's interesting. So, going back to your story, so you essentially uh, are a researcher and your entire product line and and your book and everything came out of uh, research itself. Can we go back and kind of go through your story a little bit? So, how did, like, when you started out researching, what the heck were you looking for?
1: Well, so the, I was looking for an answer to osteoporosis. So okay. my mother was diagnosed with osteoporosis uh, a little, a little over 10 years ago. And uh, she was, had, that just means low bone density for those mm-hmm. who don't, who don't uh, follow that. So her bone density was low and she could have a fragility fracture. So she mm-hmm. looked at some of the statistics. You have a 50% chance of death after the age of 50 within one year of a hip fracture. Right. Uh, 50% chance of death. So right. it's a complication that's going to take you out, not the fracture itself, but, uh, she was terrified. Right. Yeah. Step yeah. out of the bathtub and caboose, right. Fall on the right. bathroom floor and it's over. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So, uh, and so she was terrified and, and I said, you know, mom, like, let me look into this. Cause I asked her about the pharmaceutical options and she said, well, mm-hmm. they all have side effects and I don't, I don't like those side effects. And I read the same data and I said, yeah, I don't really want this for you either. But, uh, you know, and I, at the time I, this was before I had even started my PhD. So mm-hmm. I was just doing, uh, I was doing software sales at the time, uh, b okay. software sales. Uh, so relationship management industry sort of, sort of stuff. And I was very much enjoying doing that. And, uh, so then, then as I researched it, I told my mother, like, I think the answer to this thing is obvious, like high impact activity builds bone density in children. Now, I'm not going to have you go out for the gymnastics team because she was in her, in her 70s at the time. Uh, so none of that, but uh, I'm going to develop a. A series of medical devices that are going to emulate high impact forces mm-hmm. so you'll be able to engage the body in very specific positions so that you can get the benefit of high impact without the risks and so she said hey sounds great you know like she didn't know what i was going to do or how i was going to do it uh built a couple of prototypes started testing with myself first to make sure it was safe for my mom then started testing with my mom within 18 months she had the bones of a 30 year old Wow. You know, total, that's peak bone mass. Which is, that's the best it gets wow. in your life. So she yeah. went to a T-score of almost zero, which is totally normal bone. Uh, and she was in her seventies. Now the bone that is built via this process lasts 30 years in the body. So she did it in her eighties. So she figures she'll have healthy bone density. So she gets to about 110 and, uh, you know, I told hopefully her, you'll have your next invention. <laughs> Have
0: to say it again. I said when she hits 110, you'll luckily have your next invention. So she'll
1: be fine. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. So yeah. she's she's just not worried about her bone density anymore. Yeah. It's strong, and now she's working on her muscular strength with my next product. And yeah. with the, the next product came out of the first one because as I saw how much force humans were capable of creating in these mm-hmm. impact-ready positions. So our first uh, clinical trial type study. Was done in london uh mm-hmm. university of east london was where the researchers are from and a uh, uh, area called stratford if anybody's been to east london uh stratford village surgery is where the the therapy took place and so uh it, it was a great study and uh, and uh you know immediately the people that were involved were asking me like i, I t- participated in the study from the methods section only basically teaching the principal investigator and other technicians how to use the device correctly with the subjects. So, like, you got to make sure you're using it right. Sure. So, that, that was what I was there for. So, I, I couldn't participate in any other part of the study because of conflicts of interest. So uh, then, uh, you know, as they were doing the study, like, everyone was amazed at how much force these women, who, so we focused on women because they're much more likely to have osteoporosis. Uh, they were all postmenopausal. Some of them were uh, osteopenic or full-blown osteoporosis, but refusal to take the medication. But these women had never worked out before. And some of them were pushing six, seven, even eight times their body weight with their lower extremities. Well, the strongest people in the world don't look like that. And these women had never exercised. And this was six months into the therapy. So now it doesn't mean that they're the strongest people in the world all of a sudden, but it does mean that they were capable of creating so much force, forces that we never encounter outside of high impact. Mm-hmm. So, and as I'm looking at the data, like these women were so capable and it was allowed by this device, by the osteo strong devices. Now osteo strong is in nine different countries, 160 locations. Uh, and, and so like, and this was my first invention, osteo strong. And then so I immediately started working on my second invention, which was some way to deliver this kind of force in a more muscular type training experience. Mm-hmm. Because I realized, wow, like I'm looking at the data, like weightlifting is a waste of time. Like, if this is true, and I knew it was because I was watching it happen right in front of me, I'm like, I, I have unique data here. I have data that would indicate that we're doing, we're doing the wrong thing.
0: Yeah. Or let, let me go back real quick. I just want to touch on a couple of points here because I mean, uh, so number one, so you started out looking for osteoporosis and, and basically you come up with what is now known as the osteo strong product, yeah. um, which I'm sure early on was a bunch of you know duct tape and zip ties, but you you kind yes. of refined it. Yes, it sure um, was. It was ugly. Yeah. Um when I'm just picturing you have these postmenopausal women in their sixth, seventh, eighth decade of life using this product. Um, when you were seeing the forced numbers come back, I mean, whoever is doing your stats had to look at it and go, this is obviously incorrect. Right. I mean, like on its face it would seem
1: incorrect. Fortunately, while we were running the study, the hospital administrators were all just using it as a therapy intervention. Okay. And okay. so all of them did double DEXA scans and they saw their bone yeah. density going up. Wow. So they knew it was working. Yeah. Like before I got there, they were playing yeah. for a couple months and they're like, yeah, uh, this thing is a complete miracle. Like, and so there's no side effects to it. Yeah. So going to the bone density, I mean, as
0: you, you said, like in youth, bone density increases a lot of times due to high impact right i mean yeah. climbing jumping over fences climbing trees falling uh yeah. all, all the impact things which are inherently not the best way to train your 60 year old or 7-year-old mother right Correct. Um, and so what what was the big kickover on the osteo strong product was it that you're like we just have to do this long enough or nobody's even getting close to the top end of force production What, what was the, I don't know what you want to call it, the, the clarifying factor, that fundamental principle that you realized everybody had been off base with?
1: Uh, so they do a study with gymnasts, and gymnasts would apply sometimes 10 times their body weight to the lower extremities. And so then they'd look at this and then come out with a, a recommendation That says physical activity is good for bone health. Now, I don't think there is a medical recommendation that is more lacking. And I, I have this expression. I say this all the time. As far as I know, I made it up, but maybe somebody else said it before me. Oversimplification is another word for wrong. Uh, you know, we live in a time where everybody wants their nutrition advice, workout advice, all summarized into a sentence fragment meme. And like only a, only a really unintelligent person is, is, should be satisfied by that because obviously the human body is a little more complicated than a meme. You know, like a, a physician didn't, re, didn't memorize four or five memes and say, okay, I'm ready for board certification. Uh, in fact, like, you know, they, they look at some of the fitness and health memes and they're like, just disgusted. Like that is not how it works at all. And so, um, so it was a little challenging when realizing that everything we're doing is wrong. Uh, and I had a better answer. Now, bone density was a little different because who's in charge of your bone density? Usually your, your orthopedist, your, a general practitioner or your chiropractor in fact chiropractors deal more with bone than any other type of medical profession mm-hmm. so chiropractors like um they understand the work of dr julius wolf 100 years ago mm-hmm. and that's well documented in every chiropractic textbook you know put apply axial force to bone force along the axis and you can trigger a change so yeah, at first, there was a lot of frustration and confusion as to like, were these loads safe? Well, yeah, they are. People get them on high impact, but we're delivering based on comfort. Okay. So somebody self-applies the force, sort of like you can't squeeze a fist hard enough to break your own finger. Your own nervous system will stop you. And that's how the OsteoStrong devices worked. Uh, it was based on voluntary recruitment of muscular tissue to create the compressive forces into the bone. So somebody can't do it wrong. If they're following the instructions and moving in a slow and controlled manner. Now, of course, there always is somebody who uses it wrong. I mean, this might be one out of a hundred people who, uh, try and hammer into the movements or something like that. And they're not, you know, the, the therapy is called impact emulation. Uh, that's not emulating impact. That's just impact. Okay. So,
0: well, uh, let's let's dive into that impact thing. I've heard you use the term uh, that these subjects could sustain a lot of force in impact ready positions. Yeah. Um, can you help define that so people understand like where you're coming from? Because I I don't want to overlook that fact. Because when sure. they hear like, oh yeah, you that's can put critical. ten times body weight through this, it's it, it it's position dependent. I would
1: guess. So if you trip and fall. And you, go to, you have the time to react because you will. Nobody just falls flat on their face and goes, oh, I forgot to put my hands in front of me. Uh, so you, you, if you have the time to react, you'll put your hands in front of you. You'll have a 120 degree angle between the upper and lower arm. The back of the hand will be in line with the clavicle. This is everyone. This is children. This is elderly people. This is NFL players, high school students absolutely everybody does exactly the same thing to absorb high impact forces. And, and this is in all movements of the body, same position. So it's not, that's not by chance. Like that is uh, right.
0: deep within the coils of our DNA, the helix of our DNA.
1: That's right. That's right. We know, we know as soon as you start moving, you, we know where our most powerful position is. Same thing. When you, when you jump off of a, you see a little kid jump off a chair, they land and they look an awful lot like gymnasts when gymnasts land. Now, we lose landing biomechanics as we get a little bit older, especially if you're not training to do that. Uh, so that's, that's part of the reason why we lose bone density. Because we can't, like generally after 30, you're unable to apply any force through your body with high impact. In fact, there's an iPhone app that can test you. Uh, it's called Fracture Proof. Huh? You're, you're getting me confused. Yeah, yeah the,
0: I've never uh, heard of this. Uh, yeah, I've never heard of this app. I mean, there are only 100,000 apps, but right. Uh, it, what does it do? Just use the accelerometers to kind of...
1: Yeah, it only works for Apple because the accelerometers are really low quality in Samsung products. Okay. So, huh. uh, yeah, if you have an iPhone, you can download the app, and it'll tell you if you're able to jump and land. Uh-huh. And you're at a high enough velocity when you hit the ground that you're able to trigger bone density growth or not. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's All right. uh, yeah. I mean, you can have it on your phone and just you know have somebody hold the phone on their on their thigh and see see where they are.
0: Interesting. Yeah. All right. So, uh, so I, I want to dive into the the product development here. Cause I think that's an interesting part. And that's, um, I think that's where a lot of the, the, um, focus is for people because they see the product, the X3 fitness system on, on, you know, Facebook or Instagram. But the reason I want to talk about the research is it's always funny when, you know, when the research guides the development, especially, so for example, I'm a chiropractor and the current research says that, you know, many, in fact, most people, asymptomatic people never having low back pain after their 30th birthday likely have a disc bulge herniation or or protrusion and it's it might be normal course of of business it might be just normal course of having a spine that is accept, not accepted by large swaths of the population and they freak out and think oh no there you know there's a finding therefore there's a problem and it's just it's really good research it's been done well it's been verified and yet is such a hard idea for people to grab onto. Your product, it seems on the internet, it it's an it's a difficult idea to grasp and say like okay, this is the most effective way to build a bone density, but along with building bone density, you can't help but build uh
1: uh muscle as well, right? Yeah. And, no, and you, I, I, you, def, you can you have a muscular effect. The muscular effect with OsteoStrong is more neurological. It's more training okay. fire more. Uh, so for explosiveness, mm-hmm. it's great for speed. Like every sprinter I've ever met has said, I use this for three months and fastest of my life. Wow! Yeah. Okay. Anybody speed related, fighters, same thing. Uh, now they get a little bit of the same effect with X3 also, you know, the, the, the more strength focused product, but X3, the weight doesn't go high enough to trigger bone density growth. Hmm. Okay. So, like, I, I caution people. Don't, don't think they're the same thing. They're the same principle, but apply mm-hmm. differently.
0: Okay. Well, let's talk, let's dive in a little bit to X3. So when people, when you kind of looked at this research, what guided you to develop X3 for the more. Muscular rather than the neurological simulation, more of the muscular development side?
1: So, I had always been into fitness. Uh, I played rugby in undergrad, played a little bit of semi pro after that. Um, And uh, just as athletic as I could be, I liked being in shape. Though, when I look back, like I I really wasn't, I was a little bit better than average. And uh, it was a shame because I was. Completely into it, and uh, completely committed to it. So, 20 years of weightlifting. Uh, I told you before the birth show started. Like, like I, when I took my shirt off at the beach, people would be like, "Oh, you work out." But if I put a shirt on, you know, I was 190 pounds, 16 percent body fat. Like, nobody had ever told me, "Oh, you're in pretty good shape." Like, never. Like only like I said, only at the beach, maybe one or two people are like, oh yeah, yeah you you're you've been working out, yeah, good job, but you know now uh, after after turning forty uh, in two years, I put on forty five pounds of muscle and much leaner lost uh what was I no, I'm sorry, I was twenty percent body fat, the sixteen numbers uh how many pounds of body fat I lost. So I lost 16 pounds of body fat, gained 45 pounds of muscle. Uh, So, you know, now I, uh, and I've done even more than that since then. Uh, But that was just the first two years. So now I walk into a grocery store and people stop me and ask me if I play in the NFL or like who I am or like, like, am I an MMA fighter or can they watch my fights? Yeah, it's. And there are strange questions because at first it's like, hey, where can I see your fights? And I'm like, what? Yeah. You're muted still.
0: It's, it's not a bad problem to have that you're getting mistaken for a professional athlete. Like, there are no, worse things that can go on in life, that.
1: right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hey, it's, you know, at least they're not confusing me for some serial killer or something. <laughs> yeah, that's right, yeah. Uh, yeah. So but were the, you the...
0: fantastic? Sorry. Were you the first test subject when you found this research and kind of compiled it into, I think you said there are about over 200 or 250 uh, articles that you incorporated in the book. Yeah. But as you put these uh, into application, did you do it first with yourself? Did you, how how did that kind of happen? Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I, um, I was, uh, I was working with a, a young, incredibly brilliant talented guy uh, Henry Alkire he's the co-author on the book but this was mm-hmm. years before that so I kind of described what I wanted and and you know here's just something someone want to try out and this isn't this isn't exactly where we are in physical medicine this is not mm-hmm. another bone dance device this is something for muscularity and yeah I think some of the guys I was working with at the time in my company uh, Jake Bush biomedical they were like you uh, know fitness really? Like, mm-hmm. we don't want to go there. And yeah, I mean it's a it's a really lousy industry full of complete idiots. Mm-hmm. Um, I, the lack of intelligence in fitness is like just mind. Yeah, I mean it's 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 like a, <laughs> it's like some of the more recent White House briefings where I feel like some people like can't find Afghanistan on a map. Like, I, I'm just like, wow, like, uh, you guys really don't know what's going on. And, uh, you know, like, like some of the, some of the, I've been on some podcasts, so you know, they, they got me on the podcast because they wanted to insult me. And so I'm talking about some of the research. that's got to feel good.
0: Hey, come on down. We're just, so hey, we can insult you to your face.
1: You know what? I'm a controversial character. Uh, yeah. that's, that's the life I chose. So, uh-huh. you know, they, they want to they rattle my cage. I'm going to rattle theirs back. Uh-huh. The funny thing, I ask some of these people some questions. They don't even understand the words they're using. Like, they cannot define, like, if, you know, if I say, like, hypoxia or something like that. And they'll uh-huh. kind of run with the word. And I can tell though, by the way they're using it, they have no clue what it is. Or they're like trying to like Google it while they're on the podcast with me and like, whoa, like you really didn't do shit to prepare for this. Did you? And I think, I think they thought just by saying, okay, so I think your product is bullshit. And I'm like, oh, okay, well it's not. And here's why. And they don't have any retort. Right. The, I want to get to the
0: product and the method because you know, I think that's something that's often misunderstood in fitness too. Like, uh, people, you know, often say, oh, he's a kettlebell guy or he's a whatever. And I'm, I always like retracted that thought. Like, wh- wh- like you're talking about an implement, uh, you know, talking about gravitational pull, like sure. The handle is shaped different, but I don't understand why, why being a quote unquote kettlebell guy or a cable guy or whatever. It's like, I just don't understand their organizational structure, I guess. But going back to your your thing about fitness, it, I I mean I would imagine in like say uh, <laughs> if you want to become a fighter pilot, there's no genetic. You're not born with a genetic ability to be a fighter pilot. Like it's purely through training and you know learning yep. and 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 organizational information. The one of the problems in fitness is the genetics can play a large role as to how good you look with your shirt off. Sure. And in doing so, you can get a lot of uh what would you call that? Confirmation bias that you're on the right path, right? Sure. Like whenever you see these jokers that are like, oh, I do this and that. It's like, yeah, you could eat a dozen Krispy Kreme donuts a day and be fine. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, so um
1: so yeah, it doesn't filter that. out for that. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. the biggest genetic determining factor, a lot of people think it's uh just hormonal. It's not. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, most people have relatively similar hormones, unless they're dysfunctional for that, there's, Mm -hmm. there's like replacement therapies, but, um, the biggest genetic difference is tendon layout. So Mm -hmm. some people have like an insertion point where their pectorals insert on the the humerus, Mm uh, which is a, a floating attachment point, whereas the other end is uh, on the sternum. Mm-hmm. Well, that never changes. Mm-hmm. For everybody, it's attached to the sternum. But the other end, it could be at the top of the humerus or the bottom of the humerus or anywhere mm-hmm. in between. And the lower the attachment point, the closer to the elbow it is, the more leverage somebody has. This so, is why, like, chimpanzees have in- incredible force production, right? They that's have. Right. That's right. Yeah. They have very different tendon layouts. And we, there are some, Humans who have uh, What you call a mutation A, a different mm-hmm. tendon pattern And typically these are the guys in the NFL yeah. These are the guys who are just Born to be strong And yeah. it doesn't seem to matter what they do uh, And then other people can lift weight Like me, can lift weights for 20 years And get basically nothing out of it I maybe mm-hmm. put 5 pounds on it 20 years uh, mm-hmm. And then the rest like, I thought I was, you know, gaining more But it turns out mm-hmm. i was just fatter I just kept getting fatter <laughs> Uh, and you think, oh yeah, I put on some muscle and maybe a little bit of body yeah. fat. No, it was all body fat. So, um, and that, that's, that's the cycle that most lifters go through because they don't want to, yeah. they don't want to come to grips with the fact that they're just wasting their time. They're not yeah. getting anything out of it. And right. so, you know, well, you, yeah. you justify it, the usage of your time if you feel, like you don't know what else to do. Right. And, 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 it's hard to
0: filter the effects of weightlifting because a lot of people, you know, there's maybe the social aspect of it that you know, if you're hanging with your your best buddies and you guys are swapping who's lifting at what time, there's a a therapeutic social effect of just being around people. And then just being physically active makes you feel I would I don't want to say feel like emotionally better. And I yeah. think our human, you know, our our the way we're built, it it responds positively to moving weight and, and struggling against an object and, and whatever. And in daily life as Americans, we typically don't get that. So if you peel those layers off to just say like, are you gaining muscle? It's hard for people to strip away that information.
1: Correct. Um, But
0: you, you're specifically intent on, are you gaining muscle? Like, forget all these other factors about how good it feels or how many people you're around or how many girls looked at you or stared at you and how, you right. know, how long, how long you're in the gym in
1: the when you or how much noise right. you make when you drop the weight on the ground, like yeah. the loser. Right. Just did uh, you yeah, gain yeah.
0: muscle? And, and right. so what you're saying is for 20 years, you spent a lot of time doing a lot of things that in the end did not gain muscle. A lot of girls might have talked to you. You might have enjoyed yourself quite a bit. You might have spent a lot of yeah, happy hours You have looked good
1: with a pump and thought like, oh, look at me grow. Yeah, not happening. Uh, and it's, it's because of this, this tendon layout issue. Um, 23% of people, no matter what they do with weights, will never have any protein synthesis at all. So a quarter so, of the population. One yeah, out of every four. A quarter of the population. No matter what they do. Will never build anything, and the rest of the people build very little, or they build it just when they are beginners. Because you know, obviously, the more stronger you get, the heavier the weights you're lifting, the more cumulative tendon and the ligament damage you're doing. So at some point, uh, the sort of injuries are rising, and the strength gains start to slow down. And then when those two lines kind of cross each other, that you're you're never making progress because your own neural inhibition, your own nervous system is shutting your muscles down. So you can't contract them and, you know, hard enough to create more damage. Yeah. So now you're in chronic pain and you're, you know, whatever sort of level of performance you're at, and you're never moving forward from it wow. Unless that. Wow. That has completely changed what you're doing. Yeah. I mean, we're a little short on
0: time today, but I would love to dive into that because so many of the listeners here have patients that are in chronic pain and, you know, we, I think we all see, I think that the core love of this group is adding an exercise because we see the long-term effects of that. You have people that yeah. are in I'm, in, I'm an example. I, I got treated every which way from Sunday by dry needling, chiropractic, physical therapy, manipulation, mobilization, stretching, all these things. I can never get my back to be under a two out of 10 pain.
1: Yeah. And
0: then I did a series of exercises.
1: Oh yeah. And, and I'm guessing in, you're a zero now.
0: Yeah. And that, and when my back hurts, I now have trained myself to like, you know, like there's a thought, oh, I want to ice, I want to stretch, I want to relax. And it's like, no, grab some weight and move it in the, like for me, uh, rear foot elevated split squats and uh, uh, Turkish get-ups are better than Advil at getting rid of back pain. Like those two, I've just yep. found over trial and error, those things really work for me. Yep. And I think that this group is definitely interested in that. So if, if you have time, I'm just saying right now, I'd like to put a pin in it and call and have another conversation specific about chronic pain. Absolutely. Absolutely. But for those who are already interested uh, and they're, they're hearing, obviously that, you know, what the hell you're doing, you're informed by the research. Where can people find more information about you and your products if they're interested?
1: I created a, a separate landing page just so I'm I'm easy to find. My last name is a little tricky to, to spell. Yeah. Uh so just go to drj.com, D O C T O R, the letter J dot com. And you can find my Instagram. I do the most on Instagram, but uh okay. Facebook and YouTube also. Um I just prefer the platform on Instagram. Awesome. Yeah. It's, it's easy. It's not it's uh conducive to sharing great information. It's not conducive to uh Trolling and other like you know <laughs> yeah. jealous idiot yeah Twitter is a little troll heavy. But uh I don't even have a Twitter account.
0: Good. Uh in the final few minutes here, because I, I wanna res- be respectful of your time. Thank you. I know you developed the, the X3 fitness system, which is a to simplify this, a a shortened barbell and um proprietary bands essentially. That are they're producing the resistance, Try. and forgive me, I'm going to use my own fitness language applied to your system, and I don't want to offend you. I'm just you know <laughs> trying to just simplify this. But it's it's a, a stiff bar and bands attach, and then it looks like there's also a um, platform uh, that's included. When when you develop that, is you know there's the the system itself, and then I'm guessing there's the method of which you teach people or coach people to yep. use the system. And I think one mistake people might do. Oh, I have bands and barbells at my gym. And it's like, right? I have pots and pans in my kitchen. And I'm not a chef, like right. <laughs> you know. Right. So, and also,
1: it's not a restaurant. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, what did you? Uh, yeah. you- yeah, yeah. The uh, so bands by themselves are worthless uh, because once, like, there's no getting away from heavy. Like mm-hmm. the people who train light, their their days of gaining ended a long time ago and they're just yep. in a repeat pattern where they may be able to maintain, uh, but you're not getting anything out of just bands. Um, okay. and, uh, and it's just because if you want to gain muscle, you need, there's no getting away from heavy and the heavier you go, the more stable your smaller joints need to be the wrists and the ankles. Mm. So the interface points, our hands and our feet, like we do everything with our hands and our feet. We don't, I mean, I suppose, Stacking weight on the back of your neck when you do a back squat is something that people well, do. I mean, I think that's not very smart. I mean, like when's when's the last time you got a heavy suitcase and you decided to carry it around on the back of your neck?
0: Yeah. Well, hey, listen, we're kind of never. We need we need people to sling weight on their back. So let's move past that point.
1: Okay. <laughs> Yeah. Chiropractors, (laughs) you say that. Uh, (laughs) So, yeah. So I, uh, I, I wanted to basically, it's like, we got to find a way to use variable resistance, but you know, and it's, it's gotta be compact and easy to use, Mm -hmm. but uh, also there's no justification for weight itself. Uh, because like like a lot of the studies that I referenced, some there was like a a portion that's heavy weight, and then uh there's some bands attached to the barbell with the weight, except your central nervous system doesn't know the difference between iron and latex, like it Mm -hmm. knows what force you're producing. Mm -hmm. So uh, and also uh two of the studies that I reference talk about um the greater proportionate variance. So the higher the change from weak range to strong range, the better you're going to do and the more muscle you're going to build. So, uh, you know, like, like we use like a five to one ratio of weak range to strong range, whereas most band training type, type programs, they might use X versus 1.2X, where we're using X versus 5X. hmm uh, so it, it's just much more in line with the clinical findings and the results are there. Uh, we have 40 professional athletes using it. Uh, the Miami heat even endorsed the book the endorsements right on the back. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, we had a NASA scientist endorse it. Dr. Sean Baker, who's a world record deadlift holder. Uh, yeah. Like, like there's this. Exce- yeah, Bill Ferran wrote, uh, uh,
0: gave his support to it and Bill Fran's book. High performance sports conditioning—I think it's called—is yeah. it yeah. the first book I remember reading that I was like, "This is what I want to pursue," and that led to my his book led to my career. So when he supported this, I was like, "All right, this is uh, nice. this is different." Bill Fran doesn't—he's he, at a point in his career he doesn't need to screw around
1: with uh, you know anyway. low-level crap. No, uh, no, he's yeah. a, he's all about it. They they basically don't yeah. weight train. They do basketball drills, of course, but they yeah. just use X three. Yeah. Well, it's funny when you say like your neurological
0: system doesn't know the difference. The strongest human I've ever seen in my life in college was a kid from Montana who never had seen or lifted a weight until he played football for Montana state university. Mm. He just was from a small town, but, uh, he lifted hay bales. He lifted cattle. He lifted pipes. He lifted tractor tires. He lifted everything that weighs a lot and moved it. And that kid went into the weight room and I think hit a 500 pound back squat in like within his first four months. And this is somebody who never ever, he admitted never ever went into a weight room before that point in his life. Yeah. And so it's like, how can his neurological system not know what these weights are? And at the same time move a lot of them. It's right. like, well, cause it's just stimuli, right? Yeah. Just stimuli.
1: Weights. There's no magic to weights at all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Anyways. Yeah. So, so with, with variable resistance, we're going to do better. And, uh, that's, that's the premise of the book. Now I do get a lot of criticism that the book is just uh, sort of a marketing vehicle for the product. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the book is more like a rationale as to why the product was mm-hmm. created or why I viewed weight training as a waste of time mm-hmm. and then went in a direction to create something better. So, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, does it talk about the products I developed? Yeah. So you know, I'm not apologizing for that. That's the way it is. All right. Last question,
0: just because again, I want to respect your time. I see on on a lot of the things you post on on Instagram and and in the book that you talk about, basically your own personal workout is about ten minutes long. That's right. Uh, now, again, when we talk about like to a lot of people, that's you know, you're defying gravity, right? You're you're taking a list, electricity to the center of the jungle. Like what what's going yeah. on here? Yeah, is that the same for like a gaining method or that is that like a maintenance
1: dose well, That's or the I... gaining method? That's wow. it. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It, well, I, I don't like focusing necessarily on the fact that it's a short workout because a lot of things, I mean, yeah. Didn't we have like four minute abs or something? Yeah. Uh, but yeah. I mean like just abbreviating a workout is often just a shitty hurried workout, <laughs> which is just as shitty as, the not hurry to work out and we'll, you know, somebody else so
0: you take will a, take a crappy, <laughs> a crappy 45 minute workout and shove it into yeah. a crappier 10 minutes. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
1: Right. 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 So, uh, the objective was not to make it quick. The objective mm-hmm. was to fatigue the body with the absolute greatest amount of force. So okay. like when I do a chest press, I'm using 550 pounds at the top of the movement, and I might hit that 20 times. Okay. But then in the middle of the, movement, it's only 300 pounds, so I might hit mm-hmm. that another four or five times. After I cannot achieve the full range repetition, so we do what's called diminishing range. So mm-hmm. we diminish the range mm-hmm. until you can't move anymore. So it's much like
0: bar is to your body; the lower the weight, it's like watching one minute of TV goes by quick, but. W- one minute of uh, Al-Qaeda torturing you probably goes by a whole lot slower. You're more in the second <laughs> camp.
1: <laughs> yeah. 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 It definitely feels longer than uh if yeah. it's, it's a long 10 minutes. But so that 10 minutes it's, it's, is,
0: it, you're not ending it going, yeah, you're not ending it going, well, I wish it would have been 20. Like no, if you, no. if you ended at eight, you, that might've been all you had for the day. Tap it out. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I
1: mean, at this point, point, if you feel like you can bit. do a second, you know, like it's one set per exercise. If you feel like you can, you can do a second set, you didn't do it right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you cut it short before you were really, good. yeah, because it's absolute fatigue in all ranges of motion. Something mm-hmm. you cannot do with a weight ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I remember it. I'm not
0: uh, not to say this is the same, but I remember when I was young reading. I don't know if you read like Milo and. uh Iron Mind and all those, you know, weightlifting products. I competed in Olympic weightlifting in college. And, uh, one summer I did the six week, 20 rep squat challenge. Uh, you just did one set of 20 back squats, uh, every day and drank a gallon of milk, which if you're lactose sensitive, it's a horrible combination, but, (laughs) but, you know, for my 20, 19 or 20 year old body, that 20 reps of squats was crushing. I mean, the first seven don't like you can do them all, but like the last three, each one feels like a, an event, you know? And I saw such huge change in that. I can only imagine, you know, and, and that's with, at the top of a squat, you get a little bit of a break because you can just stack yourself up and there's not a, there's not a muscle pull, right? There's no uh, load on your muscle tendons, but as soon as you break your knees and you start going back down again, it's yep. just an event. And I have a feeling like yours is pretty close to that because just from watching the, the videos I've seen online, uh, there ain't no break positions in your 10 minutes.
1: Nope. Yeah,
0: there, there's no free lunch. So, well, this is incredibly interesting, uh, John. And I really appreciate you coming on today. I do Absolutely. need to wrap this up. So, once again, if people want to find out more information about your products and your research and you in general, where can they go to find more info?
1: Oh uh, yeah, just uh drj.com, D O C T O R the Letter J dot com.
0: Awesome. All right. And so uh Dr. John Jaquish, the developer of the X3 fitness system, along with some other pretty cool stuff. And we wouldn't even touch on your supplement, uh, your supplements and some other things that, oh, by the way, that you just <laughs> happened to develop yeah. along the way. So yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> There's a couple other things. There's uh yeah, when you get to drj.com, you can pick on superior you click on superior exercise or superior nutrition mm-hmm. and you can read about everything. Awesome. Fantastic. Cool.
0: All right. Well, I really appreciate the time uh today, Dr. J Quish yep. and uh I'm, I'm very interested in diving into your product here and your book and, uh, Beautiful. people can reach out to doc. It's spelled out. Dr. Doctor, D O C T O R J.com. Find out all information. And on behalf of Dr. John J. Quish, this is Dr. Josh Saturday saying, go out there, maximize your license and live the life you dream of. Thanks so much, John. Thanks. Thanks a lot for listening to clinic. Jim radio. If you're looking for more information about me, about us, about our programs, then just head to clinicgymhybrid.com. Again, that's clinicgymhybrid.com. You can check us out there. Got our accelerator program and a few other programs that will help you get up and running as quickly as possible and making more money while providing excellent active therapy to your patients.